0: All right good morning. welcome to teaching others also. I don't know if I've ever done this if I have, it's been seldom uh, but it's Sunday morning and it's uh it we're in February, February twentieth and um I just uh I don't know on my heart this morning. it's actually about six twenty five in the morning, and I uh, usually don't make any reference to time of day or whatever, but uh this thing's been on my heart all morning go to genesis 13 if you have a bible and if you have a mind to go to genesis chapter 13. i'm going to bring a thought to you today called what's in the way what's in the way and we have to set a groundwork for it and as you've heard me say probably to you can almost anticipate me saying it this is definitely a truth that is forest and not the trees forest and not the trees and i'm not going to preach it to you like i might some days but I am going to bring a devotion and try to get you thinking a little bit. I know this has helped me a lot, this passage of Scripture, through the years. It's served me well for the last 40-plus years. And uh, recently, reading back through it and focusing on some of these chapters just to get some a blessing out of them and direction, uh, I want to talk to you about what's in the way. And we got to set the, the, the stage. Now, in Genesis 13, Abraham is still Abram. Verse 1, and Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with them, into the south. So to set the stage for this, there was a time when the Lord, chapter 12, verse 1, across the page, the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country. Okay? And from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Well, Abram had taken Lot with him, and Lot is his nephew, it's his brother's son. Now, they're going on through, Abraham, he journeys towards the south in chapter 12, verse 9, and in verse 10, there was a famine in the land, in chapter 12, verse 10 of Genesis. And Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. And it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt that he said unto the Sarai, his wife, Behold, now I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee that they shall say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. So Abraham stumbles here almost gets Sarai into a jam and uh, the Lord intervenes and all that. And so he's coming out of that and he comes to chap. we come to chapter 13 to the narrative. Okay. And we're about to see a parting of the ways between Abram and Lot. Now the application of what I want to talk about, what's in the way may not be a relative, may not even be say a relationship. It may be a habit. It may be something you really like to do or something you've gotten a routine of doing. It may be a belief. I hate to tell you, but there are times that we get our own preconceived ideas about things and God says, I'm going to have to shake this loose for us to go further. It's in the way. And it might be some judgment we made. It might be a disappointment we've experienced. It might be a faith issue. So in chapter 13, Abram is doing good. And he, in verse 1, his wife, all that he had, and Lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and gold. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. Under the place of the altar which he had made there at the first, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord, and Lot also which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents, and the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together. For their substance was great so that they could not dwell together, and there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and herdmen of Lot's cattle, and the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. Now keep this in mind. It's called that land, land of Canaan, because that's where those people, Canaanites, were from. A, they were a seed, a people. They were a bloodline, okay? And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. So, in reality, the Lord had said to Abram, Get out, you and Sarah go, I'm going to give you something really special, I'm going to make a people out of you. He wasn't supposed to take Lot, but he did. All kind of comments people make about it. Here's the point. Lot's in the way. And we're going to see what God does, but Abram approaches it, we be brethren, Abram approaches it from a peaceful point of view. He approaches it from a humble point of view. And so we're going to see that he tells Lot, verse 9, is not the whole land before thee. Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take to the left, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right, I will go to the left. Now, this should have been the other way around. Abram is the senior of the two. Abraham, you know, is his uncle, etc. But we see something about Lot, and we know that Lot made some horrible decisions, and much of it would have been because he was self-centered. There's no doubt about that, or worldly-minded. Because in verse 10, he lifted up his eyes, beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest into the Soar. Water is an important thing for livestock. Many a fight has happened in the settling of countries over water, especially when it comes to livestock. Well, basically in verse 11, Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east. He's going west to east, a bad direction to go, a very bad direction to go, but he does it. And what happens is, Abram just takes the rest. So Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain. Now watch, and pitched his tent toward Sodom, verse 12. But the men of Sodom are wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that, Lot was separated from him. So we're going to talk about what's in the way. The Lord speaks to him after that. Lot was separated after the separation came. Now notice Lot didn't uh, Lot chose for himself. Uh, Lot didn't take into account Abram, but Abram also didn't do it by way of you know force or any of that kind of stuff. And he definitely didn't try to take the best for himself. He left it with God. And there's three little observations I want to make when we see that what the Lord says is He says in verse 14, he said, Lift up now thine eyes, look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever, and I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, etc., etc., etc. He's saying, even though Lot took this, he's not going to have it all that much longer. I'm going to give it all to you, Abram. You left it to me. I'm going to give it to you. Three things in the passage to look at. And here's the idea. And the Lord, verse 14, said unto Abram, after that, Lot was separated from him. What's in your way? What's in your way? Now, see, many of you think what's in your way is money. and What's in your way is others. And what's in your way is people stopping you. Maybe what's in your way, and we're going to talk about it, might be that you don't take the humble approach to things sometimes. Three things first, though. Abraham Abram heard but hesitated. Okay? Abraham heard but hesitated. That's chapter 12. Now the Lord, verse 1, had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house unto land that I will show thee. Abram had heard but hesitated. Now, you can't always turn back the page or tear up a page just like that. You can't always do what he had them do in Nehemiah's day and send them back. You can't do that. It's always good to note what God has said in Scripture. God has said through the Spirit of God. God has said by the saints to you. You can't always turn back the page, but it's good to notice and make a note if you've heard, but you hesitated. It might be that, uh, you know, while you pray about this matter or read the text or today when God's talking to you or whenever you happen to listen to this, you say, well, yeah, I, you know, I can think of something where I heard, but I hesitated. You know, you've heard the old saying, the philosophical saying, he who hesitates is lost. There's a sense in which this hesitation, just a slowing down of our obedience, a partial obedience can really harm our walk with God and can harm our understanding of Him. It can harm what He wants to do for us and through us and with us. We're not talking about prosperity here. We're not talking about so-called success. We're talking about knowing the Lord and having His way done in your life. What's in your way? Well, Lot was in Abram's way. I don't know that Abram consciously said, I got to get rid of Lot because he didn't go about it that way. He went about it in a very humble way, didn't he? But Abram heard, but hesitated. Another way of saying it is you could say Abram had been instructed on this point, number one. He had been. Is there some way you've been instructed? Is there some way you've heard, but hesitated if there is? Now, don't go making some knee-jerk solution to it. You can't always turn back the page. You can't rip the page out. You've got to slow down and take the humble approach and see what God does. In chapter 12, the second thing we notice is that Abraham's head sometimes betrayed him. His head, his thinking. You say, how so? Well, in verses 9 to 20, in his head, he got to ciphering and figuring what was going to happen when they saw Sarai, when they saw his wife. He does this thing twice. And Isaac does it. I have observed through reading the Psalms a lot, and it's touched touched a a, a truth for me, that in the Psalms and when you read first and second Samuel about David's life, David would get twisted around and off track when he would listen to his head. If you don't get the picture of that, go to Proverbs chapter three and mark it and keep Proverbs chapter three at hand to yourself memorize it, write it on a card, whatever it takes, and you know the verse most of you. It goes like this. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In the margin of my Bible, many of my copies of my King James Bible, I've got the word head written by, lean not unto thine own understanding. Don't listen to your head that way. Now, when it comes to uh, balancing an account, when it comes to doing numbers, when it comes to work, and you can do all that. But the Christian life is like Brother Jack Wood said about the church. He said the church is the only business that will stay in business as long as it stays out of business. And a Christian is the only only person, and believer, that will maintain a believer as long as they don't try to be like the world, as long as they believe God and not their own head, not thine own self. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. He shall direct thy paths. The next verse in Proverbs 3 uh, says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from evil, etc., etc., etc. Now, the reason this is so important is Abram's head sometimes betrayed him. I don't know about you, but I, my, my head has sometimes betrayed me. You want to jot another one down? Ready? Proverbs 28 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely he shall be delivered. I'm being a fool when I lean and trust my own heart. When I trust myself and I let my head start calculating and figuring and figuring, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to get off track. Because what's going to happen is I trust in my own heart and I'm not walking with the Lord. Abraham's head, his head sometimes betrayed him. Now he knew God, and he knew God had given him a promise. But when he started looking horizontally and using his figuring, his head, it would betray him. I'm going to give you the third point here, and then we're going to tie them together. Abraham's heart allowed the Lord to sort it out allow the lord to fix it so a little short video <clears throat> i don't even know if it was 30 seconds of a sheep dog and what they've got is they got these sheep if you've ever known much about sheep and and uh, handling sheep and going to shear them and all that you got to get them up into the shear and, shed and stuff so these sheep are crammed into this corral and there's a ramp going up and this happens the way they make a lot, it goes up and hangs a right, and then there's a they get them into a single file, and as the sheep shears are ready for them, they go pull one out and shear it. Well, these sheep, as sheep do, had gotten themselves jammed in there, facing every which direction you can think of, and the sheepdog goes up one side of the this whole. I mean, they're jammed in there and they got themselves facing every which way. It's a log jam, but it's a sheep jam, and he works his way up the the fence, the guardrail, and pushes his way through, and then he turns, and he starts heading back at them and making them move, so he's kind of cutting their space in half, and when he does, they all start turning and going one way, and there goes the flow. They start flowing into the shearing shed. It's the coolest thing you've ever seen. He runs up this side, runs on top of a few of them, just boom, 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 light-footed, then he turns around, then he starts parting them. And what he basically is doing is getting them all to turn the same direction. Many times what we've got to do is we've got to give God our heart so that we can allow him to sort out what's going on in our life. Now, Abram offered Lot the choice. You say, well, that doesn't sound like very good business. Yeah, if he would listened to his head, he might have got as turned around as Lot did. But he didn't. There's a verse that's pretty strong, and sometimes it's hard to fulfill. And it's actually in a a psalm, Psalm 15. I'm going to read the psalm. Psalm 15, 1 through 5. It's the whole psalm. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? May I say this to you? Learn to get the forest and not just the trees. Someone says, okay, now the tabernacle in the Old Testament and the holy hill. It's talking about your Christian life. It's talking about your walk with Him, not just a place. He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart, who shall abide in Thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in Thy, in thy holy hill? If you walk uprightly, work righteous, speak the truth, ready. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbour, nor standeth nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbour in whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but he honoreth them that feareth the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Now we're not going to dissect the passage. It doesn't say you can't put your money to use. The the reference is to how you treat those close to you and others. But look at verse 4. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. That verse has stuck with me a long time. He's saying you agree to something and you go ahead and fulfill it even if it hurts you, even if it costs you. You don't go changing the, the conditions or the rules when you start realizing it ain't going to work. There's all kinds of ways of life. I, I, I couldn't even take enough time to name all the different ways. In my lifetime, I've seen that kind of situation arise where a person had to choose What do I do now, now that my agreement or my deal or what I told somebody I'd do for him has gone south on me? He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. You didn't swear to your own hurt. You didn't say, oh, I'll do that knowing it was going to hurt you. But it started to hurt and you go, okay, I'm not changing it. It's going to cost me this one. Abraham offered Lot the choice and he abided by it. Lot's choice demonstrated the problem why God wanted Lot to get out, have him out of the way. What was in Abram's way? Lot was in his way. Initially, when you do what the Lord tells you to do to sort out a situation, when you say, Lord, lead my heart and I'll make my head follow, okay, okay, Trust in the Lord with all thine, what? Heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, your head. When you do that, initially, you may get shorted. (laughs) And it might be a long time shorted. Maybe even this whole life. I don't know. Abraham never got to settle down. Neither did Isaac and Jacob. But their seed did. And God did, as it says in the New Testament, exceeding abundantly above all he could have asked or thought. But it had to come to a point where Abram's heart allowed the Lord to sort it out. See, Abram, he had heard. He had been instructed. He heard but hesitated. He did. Sometimes we do that. Abram's head had betrayed him. The Lord got him out of that jam. But now it was time for Abram to say, Lord, you lead my heart. He humbled himself, put himself in a situation where he didn't use his head to solve it. He just left it to God. Now, I'm not telling you be passive. I'm not telling you let the world dictate to you what you're going to do. But I believe the Holy Spirit is almighty, third person of the Trinity, of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit will guide you through the Scriptures, okay? Through the Scriptures, through the Spirit, and by some saints, God will guide us. And when we give God our heart, we're allowing Him to sort out everything else. And the theme for today is just simply this, what's in the way? Or, as I've got written in the margin of my this particular copy of my King James Bible, What's in your way? And I'm addressing it to myself. What's in your way? See, you may not exactly know what's in the way, but if you give God your heart, he'll guide you into a way that sorts it out. So the Lord guided Abram's heart. Abram said, okay, I'll do this. I'll do the humble thing. Gave Lot the choice. Lot made a choice, a selfish choice. Uh, Left Abraham at a disadvantage, you could say, or at least at a less advantage. And Yet God just took care of it. And God will do that for you. So here it is, uh, you know, almost the end of the second month. My goodness, think about that. of 2022, we're almost one-sixth of the way through the year. Another week we will be. But today, whenever you're listening to this, what's in your way? You say, there's something in the way. I don't know what it is. Okay, okay. Have you heard but hesitated? In other words, you had been instructed? Have you listened to your head and gotten yourself a little, you know, has it betrayed you? Give God your heart. Allow Him to sort it out. And keep to those scriptures, even to your own hurt like Abram did, and watch what God will do. God be with you. Talk to you tomorrow.